Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. It's Local Chat, episode 151, so we're all drinking Bacardi 151. It's going to be great. It's going to be a party. The boys have sunglasses. I am sunglassless. Joining us this week, for the first time, second, is Carl from Save Data. <laughs> Hello. He's here wearing sunglasses and glasses. And then there's Jake. I'm back. He's back. Jake's here all the time. <laughs> no, nobody Dude cares. Popular demand by no one. Dude, yeah, yeah. The critics are raving. Re reviewed by zero critics. Um, <laughs> folks, we're here to talk about video games. We're here to talk about uh, our lives. We're here to talk about the state of women's health in America. It is something oh, that needs to be addressed. For this. Okay. <laughs> so we brought Dr. Jake Terrio, the oh, uh, no. renowned Lego animator, uh, to talk about. No, folks, we're here to talk about video games, of course. Nothing serious at all. Um, there is a little note here in the chit-chat section. We often start the show with a chit-chat section to ease the audience into the show. Uh, we don't like to point out that it's the chit-chat section because that Except would be unprofessional. Every week. I have written uh, MM Plus here, which Jake has, uh, or, J or Carl, I actually don't know who wrote it. It was one of you, uh, has written here, uh, Mommy Milkers Plus. And that is unfortunately not what I'm going to be showing on Twitch, although I probably would be allowed to <laughs> at this point if I drew them. Uh, I am going to show you the Miu Mini Plus, oh. which is a tiny little game console boy. Uh, sorry, mm -hmm. audio listeners. Ian showed off his um, R36X or something. And then I know That's Chris right. has, I think Chris has an Ambernick. Um, mm. And so I bought this third device, uh, the Miu Mini. It uh, has a little power button here. It um, pops and whistles when you turn it on uh, because <laughs> it's a cheap Chinese capacitor for the speaker, I guess I have read. Uh, and then uh, even at l the lowest volume, the speaker just hisses, which is great. But you can barely hear. You can barely hear. You're good. Uh, it's got this Onion OS, uh, which I think is a really cute OS. It is also paired with another OS called Garlic, uh, which is twice as cute. Uh, and so, so you've got your games. You've got your stuff on here. Um, it's a nice little form factor. Uh, it plays all the way up. I have to the PlayStation 1 on here. Um, there are some great ROM sets that people have put together of the ROMs I gave them for my cart dumps that took me 10 years to do. Uh, for sure I did that. Uh, it was great. Uh, but there's also, uh, like apps and stuff. But the one thing I want to show off, which I think is really cool, is it's got this great game switcher function. So say I'm playing some Windjammers with my friends. Mm -hmm. I, and I don't want to play Windjammers anymore. I can just hit that button, and it's got all the other games I've played. It's, I think it's the last 20 games. Oh. And if oh. I click on them, I hit the wrong button. But if I click on them, it just loads the game right back up, right where it was when you uh, put it into metamorphosis. Stasis. Stasis is the word. Um, <laughs> like a butterfly. Uh, so it's really neat. I've, I found myself 
like testing games, playing a bunch of games, which is usually like the barrier to entry with these types of devices. You just stare at all the games on the screen, but when you can easily just boot up a game and move on or go back to the previous ones, uh, it, uh, it's a lot easier to just test a bunch of stuff out and be like, yes, it is another RPG for the SNES. Who would have thought that this game would be that? <laughs> um, the ROM set I found also had a bunch of like homebrew stuff. So there's like, it's, there's its own category for homebrew Pokemon games. And there's like 50 oh. games in there. And I, I up, I started one of them, which I think is uh, Pokemon unbound. And it like mm. had me choose like my clothing, uh, the uh, like my hair color, my gender, uh, my clothes coloring, and all this stuff. Uh, oh, so that's woke. Yeah, it's very woke. <laughs> it's extremely woke. <laughs> uh, and it was. Uh, it it also let me choose the challenge of the puzzles and the challenge of like the Pokemon. Uh, which I think is pretty cool. And also knowing that they're going ahead being like, hey, there's puzzles in this game. Do you want to throw your head at the wall or do you want to like let us let you get through them pretty quickly? So I'm excited to test things out. I'm going on a trip next week. Uh, so I'll have some flights ahead of me uh, that I can really put her through the paces uh, and see how it is. So yeah, that's the, that's the MM Plus. That's the big mystery, Mini Mini Plus. You can get on AliExpress for like, 60 bucks, 70 bucks, and it comes with a 64 gigabyte pre-installed stuff that most people recommend changing, but if you can't afford to buy huh. another SD card, you can just play off that until it explodes. Supposedly. Nice. Supposedly. Supposedly. Um, so yeah, that's the MM Plus. That's the chit chat section, folks. That was incredible. Thank you. You thank you for coming to my TEDx. Uh, I paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> um Moving right along in the category of this world, uh, we're going to hit the games we've been playing this week. Uh, there's, I, I'm going to start with Carl because I want to learn about you Ooh. and I want to learn about um, more about your, 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 uh, there's no good joke here. Just tell me about the games. Uh -huh. <laughs> Please, for the love of God. <laughs> uh, well, one of the things I've been playing recently, much too, unfortunately, I, well, if Ian was on here, this would be funnier. Uh, the finals. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was hanging out with Jason the other day, and he was like, yeah, download it. I was like, sure. Uh, it is, for those of you who don't know, uh, it is a online shooter capture the point I'm up made by like the Battlefield uh, people, and I think the Mirror's Edge people. Uh, it got a lot of backlash because the announcers are AI, and that was no bueno, uh, given the thing, the state of the industry right now. So the game is very much bare bones and very. Uh, you can watch the Ian stream if you want to. It is rough to get into, <laughs> but <laughs> once you do, it is pretty fun. You can like run around, sprint through a building, watch it collapse, and then your friends yell at you for making it hell to actually get the point that they're trying to get pretty stupid and if you go in trying to be stupid it's enjoyable if you try to have fun and like be serious about it you'll do a 19 minute stream and then shut it down <laughs> <laughs> um so wait there's like um uh, okay so i know nothing about it but what mm -hmm. i do know about not knowing is is it like a game show it's yes 
It's so loose. Like, there's nothing there. It's just like your characters are called contestants, and mm. it's kind of a game show, and you're like cashing out is what capturing the point is called. So okay. you're, it's presumably a game show. Okay. Okay. And then is there so any... it does... Oh, go Jake. No, I was going to ask, is there any like, uh, like audience component, or is the conceit really just, it's just that paper thin, oh, it's kind of a game show? Nah, Jake, the game's not that clever, dude. Because okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I was suddenly remembering um, uh, one of the very early game documentaries I worked on was about a game called S.O.S., which was like a, a battle royale, like survivor, where it like drops a bunch of people onto an island, and you have to get an artifact, and then get like get to an extraction point to get out. But oh. it had a mode, like a component to it, where people watching your stream could provide you with like extra mm. weapons or ammo and whatnot. Oh. So I didn't know if it had anything like that in the game show component, but it sounds like no. Yeah, very much no. Damn. Um, and it has, it, you said it has destructibility a la Battlefield? Uh, a la Battlefield is giving it too much credit. It's like, it's <laughs> it, like, you can, there's like one class to my knowledge, it's the heavy and like every class has like an ultimate, it's their Q. Mm -hmm. And when you press it, they do things. And the heavy is the fun one because you just sprint and you can just burst through walls and push people to the side. And it's pretty, pretty fun for like a week and then you don't touch it again. Uh, but yeah, it's like very, it's not like, it's close to, what was the, it was like the cubic game where it's like a heist game and you're like, but like you have, like you set up your heist before hitting start. Like you, you can blow teardown? up walls. Teardown, teardown. Uh. It's like, not like teardown, but like it's not super realistic like destruction. It's like, I was trying to make a quick jab at it, but I forgot the name of the game. So the quickness <laughs> was lost to time. The world is now in slow motion. Um, yeah. Okay, so now, okay, that makes, so I've only ever heard good things about the finals, but it, I'm now remembering that I wasn't actually hearing good things about the finals. I was hearing people say, oh, the finals, it's not bad. And yeah, I yeah. just interpret well, I that to be good. From the beta, but yeah, I could which, be misremembering. No, so that was what I was going to say next. And I remember Ian being one of the people that said that. And I was like, maybe I was mishearing him. But I, as long as, as well as you, Jake, thought he was pretty positive on it. So the 19 minutes thing to me of his dream, not that he can't do that. It's just funny because I like went to tune in and I was like, oh, let me watch stream now because I want to see the finals. And it was not up. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> and so, I mean, it makes sense. I also, I guess... I, I thought he had people to stream with him, so I guess not being in the squad is kind mm. of not not as yeah. fun. But I did watch some of him playing, and it didn't look like fun. So then I kind of put two and two together, and I was like, streaming by yourself with a not very fun game, I would end after 19 minutes as yeah. well. Yeah, there's and in, in his defense, it still feels like an open beta. It doesn't feel like a fully fleshed out game. Like there are a lot of things where it's like, okay. This was an open bit. Like people played this for a while, and you yeah. got feedback, and this is what you came out with. It's like, eh. Ooh. damn, that sucks. Uh, okay, so that's the finals down. Cross that off the list. What what else you got for me? Uh, Ab Hades. Uh, I'm really late to the train. Like really, really late to the train. Uh, when did it come out? 2020. Oh, I think it was. 20, I think it was. Yeah, 21? I think it yeah, was. Yeah, you really missed the train. 
Yeah, I'm like three years late, almost four <laughs> years late. It's better late than never. Really good game. Uh, True. Not much to add to what people said three years ago. Uh, it just really flows well. It's really tight. It's really satisfying to play the game. Uh, some weapons, you're like, yeah, I don't like it. Don't have to like them. You can play other ones, and the ones that you don't like, you can upgrade into different versions that you might mm -hmm. like even more. It's it's a very fun game. The story is actually interesting. I thought it was just like placeholder story. Now they're actual things that you care about and characters you want to progress your relationships with for story-related reasons. Very early on in the game still, but right now, super fun. Just a lot of time to be burnt on that game. Mm -hmm. I also I remember playing Hades and getting you know maybe a dozen runs in and then finally getting two the fight with Hades and then being like, oh, okay. I've done it. And then the game kind of just like opened up. Like, mm -hmm. wait, there's so much more to this <laughs> than I thought. Yeah, I thought Hades rocked. Can't wait for Hades yeah. 2. I, I don't know if you guys have this thing. Anytime someone says I can't wait for Hades 2, I assume it's a joke. Because it sounds like a meme. It's like, yeah, I can't wait for Fortnite 2. It has the same vibe to it. And then I'm like, no, this three. was announced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looking forward like to Star Wars song. 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the Taika Waititi one. <laughs> no, I don't think oh. he's doing it anymore. <laughs> I think... He, did they formally cancel it? We can uh, talk about this later. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> in our other, our other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I was just going to say, Hades, I picked up maybe last year, and I thought I was late to the train. Uh, and I absolutely do not remember how far I got. I think I don't. You're saying beating Hades, but I don't know if I ever did that. Um, it took me yeah. a while to get to him. The first time what, that I had to get to him, I can't. I would honestly have to like boot it up to see because I really don't remember that much about that game um, at all. Other than it did rip, it was pretty good. Mm. It was a great game. Okay, uh, next, Carl. Let's go. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I want Spider-Man 2. Uh, still playing that game. Kind of bugged that the new game plus is a bit more delayed. Uh, if you haven't played it, uh, buy FBS 5 and play it like I did, I guess. <laughs> was it worth uh, it, Carl? It was, it was. I had a mental breakdown after finishing that game first time. Uh, <laughs> existential crisis type of thing. Very enjoyable. Really good game. I liked it. Uh, I, a lot of people were expecting, well, we'll get into this later, I guess. But a lot of people expected it to like win things at the Game Awards. And it's like, be realistic. Nah. Yeah. And even if, even if Baldur's Gate didn't come out, Tears of the Kingdom would have cleaned up. Like, there's, yeah. I love the game. It means a lot to me. Was not contending for a lot of things other than maybe best performance. But other than that, nah. it's just uh, I think I was saying this when I played it and talked about it on here. It's just more better Marvel Spider-Man. And that's fine. Like it doesn't yeah. it didn't need to change things. It didn't need to be a game of the year. It's just more mm -hmm. good Spider-Man. And and they tightened it up and made it a really great game. And like, yeah, I didn't know they were doing a new game plus. So now that's kind of exciting. Yeah, I'm glad they are. And they did a thing with the Miles Morales game, which came out with this one, before this one, where you could replay specific missions, which they didn't have in the first game. So they're trying to do that with this one, too, to make it more accessible, which is cool. Ooh. Hot damn. 
Um, okay, and then uh, anything else on your list you're dying to talk about? Not really. I mean, Lethal Company, but everyone and their mother's playing that game now. That's true, except Ian. <laughs> yeah, except Ian. He still hasn't played it? No, he's, like, he's busy with the finals. Subpixel is twice with people from Save Data, and every time we're like, hey, who wants to play? And Ian's always like, no. I don't know why Definitive he won't play. Like, I like, no. Desperately want to play that game with him because I think he would love it. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think he thinks it's, you know, it's funny. I think he thinks it's scary and I really want to grab him. And I was going to do it tonight. I was going to grab that motherfucker and tell him that Alan Wake 2 is far scarier than anything in Lethal Company. So I he was playing that game. I just like, listen, I, I were not to start talking about Alan Wake 2, but there were a few times playing Alan Wake 2 where after work I would go start it up and then Karen doesn't get home for like an hour after and uh, I would like play like 15 minutes and be like I gotta wait for Karen to come home because I'm terrified <laughs> like and it's not that I can't play the game it's just like I'm alone in my apartment and it's dark and I'm just like there could be an evil witch in the other room who just walks in and starts to kill me so um, I had to put it down uh, several times uh, but fantastic video game uh, I guess I'll go into the games I've been playing so Alan Wake 2 I defeated Alan Wake 2 uh, this week finished the game I think I clocked in at 23 hours um, I'm missing two achievements and I'm very upset. Uh, I forget one of them. I didn't shoot something in Coffee World uh, that I didn't even know. It's a secret achievement, so I wouldn't have known it. And the, uh, the other one, I do not recall what it was. But I think it's something I could literally go back in and, and grab. Um, I, like one I, of the culprits chests, or no? I you know what? You're gonna make me check. And while I'm checking, I'll talk about uh, I'll talk about another game. Um, so while Karen, I was waiting for Karen to come home, I started playing uh, Paper Mario Origami King um, mm. because I had started uh, Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, and I did not like it for reasons of like it didn't feel very Mario. I didn't think the writing was very well done. The feel of the game wasn't great to me. I I agree with Ian on points of like it's a great uh tactical shooter sh not shmup but tactical people and doing things puzzle shootery xcom thing like it's yeah. great it's absolutely great but everything outside of that is terrible and i craved that goodness from uh nintendo and so i booted up origami king and it is it oozes oozes mario vibes and good writing there's just like characters like you save all these toads constantly like the little puzzles and everything are like finding toads everywhere and like every time you hit them they have something hilarious to say or just something so existentially weird like like there's their origami like folded into things so like i hit one guy who was a butterfly and he folded back out to a regular toad and screamed in agony that he just wanted to fly again and like hated me for doing what i did and i'm just like what the fuck like why is this in this game miyamoto's like yes we need that uh, leave it like, in it's insane but it was just like that I don't know what to call it. It's Nintendo like craziness. Uh, I just needed that in my life, and this game is chock full of it. Um, 
The downside of this game is I really don't like the battle system that much. They place all the enemies on a wheel, uh, and you have to line them up to fit your attack patterns. Uh, and you get to push and pull them across the wheel or spin the different layers of the wheel. And after, like, the 10th fight, it just gets really old. And you're like, like, can we not do this? Like, please... I, like, I just want to fight enemies normally. And and they do have a compromise for that. Like, as you level up as Mario or gain more power, um, the lesser enemies you can just kill with your hammer that you just smash down in the, in the overworld. So it kind of mitigates that problem, but I still don't... And I'm, I'm one for puzzle games. I still don't understand the boss fights. Uh, and I'm on the second... I just did the second boss. And you just have to, like, line up these arrows and patterns... And sometimes I can't remember if, like, Mario will auto-walk or if he'll, like, stumble for some reason. Uh, and so, like, that's the main part of the game I don't like as much. Uh, but thankfully, it's only, like, 40% of the game. So the other 60%... Uh, and it's a it's an okay 40. So the other 60% mm. is walking around figuring out the little toad puzzles and, and their existential crises uh, and all that sort of stuff. So it's fun. Origami King... Uh, it makes me very excited for uh, the Thousand Year Door remake that is coming out uh, and kind of makes me want to play the Mario RPG remake. Uh, although I might just play the um, the original on my Miu Mini instead of shelling out ah. $60 for 3D Mario. Why would I do that? Um, moving right Little along here. Mario. What'd you say to me? <laughs> Little chonky Mario. Little chonky. Jake, He's I don't know squat. why every time you talk you get quieter. Ah, Are you doing yeah. something over there? No, do I have like, <laughs> did I maybe accidentally turn on like a noise gate or something on my board? I don't know. It's just every time you talk, it's like you're slowly walking away from me. <laughs> like you don't want to be here. <laughs> I'm turning everything up just a little bit. Okay, just a little bit. I'm going to turn you up okay. on my end too. Okay. Just want, yeah, I just want to make everything's, make sure everything's okay. Um, moving right along here, uh, I'm gonna wait for Jake to talk about Alan Wake 2 before I talk about it more. Lethal Company, uh, uh, you know, Lethal Company, I literally think it's the most fun I've had with a video game this year. Uh, it, playing with idiots, uh, <laughs> who are my friends, is so much fun. I'm one of those idiots. It's so much fun, uh, and, and... And I was watching, I don't watch our streams and unless I'm not on it. And I just was watching our, our, our streams of it because I wanted to relive all the moments from, from uh, Jason walking into the room and me yelling, no, Jason, that's a landmine. And him just stepping <laughs> on it and like, blowing me out of the room. It's just <laughs> incredible, incredible moments to like, it just, it, it creates these moments because of the proximity chat. And so proximity chat is one thing. So you're like farther away from each other, lower voices, all that sort of stuff. So you're running around being like, hey, where are you? And like stuff like that is great. Then they add the walkie talkies so people on walkies can talk to each other. Hence the walkie and the talkie part. And then there's the like muffled underwater talking. There's the head crab muffled talking. Mm -hmm. There's a screaming. There's the mod that records your friends and then has the monsters scream back at you with it. There's the echoing inside. Um, and then there's the... Uh, God, what was the last one? And, and when you when people die, they, all the dead people can talk together and like watch the living people and get that same experience. It just feels 
like the perfect combination of like you're not in one big lobby and everyone's talking over each other all at the same time. You can like have little side conversations and you're not like worried about over coordinating over on top of other people. Plus there's monsters that you can't talk around. So then you have to be quiet and try to communicate while also trying to be quiet. And it's just like, what the fuck is happening? Um, or like the amount of times you run into the ship, you're like, Hey guys. And everyone goes, shh, like, get down there's a forest guardian out there like shut the fuck up um it's just it's so good uh i love that game it is i can't believe it's one developer and it's going together really well i have yeah. played it offline that's how you know i like it i have i like we played it off n- not streaming is what i mean we played it uh, not uh. on a stream uh which is wild uh but also really fun so that's lethal company um South Scrimshaw, one of Jake's uh, one of Jake's game of the year uh, recommendations. It's a visual novel. I'm not going to tell you much about it because you should go play it. It's fantastic. It's um, free. Yeah, it's free. Free on Steam and Itch. South Scrimshaw. Go play it. Um, I recently learned that visual novels are books. Uh, and so when I played it with that mentality, it made it a lot easier. Um, so I highly recommend playing it. It does the thing that Pentiment does where it highlights words. And I've learned through playing Pentiment and definitely did this, that if you click on those words, it tells you things and explains what they are. And that is a thing I did when I played through Pentiment and not a thing I learned about after I finished Pentiment. Because that would be <laughs> stupid. And I would be a stupid man. But that's not the truth, Jake and Carl. It's just not the truth. <laughs> So anyways, it has that, and at some point, you're just like, how many of these white texts am I deep right now? Because the, like, subsequent explanations have brought up other ones, and then, like, 15 minutes later, it, like, pops you all the way back up the layers, back to where you originally paused, and you're like, oh, this is where I was. Um, it's about 90 minutes. It's four chapters. Um, I literally, I want to tell you all about it, but I'm not going to, because you need to go play it. Because even if I say what the, the thing is about, you'll be like, ah, I don't want to watch that. No, you do want to watch it. Cause it's so it's good. So good. It's so really good. And, and it even talks about things that it's not about. And that's an even better part of it. It's just, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, I, Jake, I understand uh about the last three months of discord messages from you because you have gotten into things that now i want to get into and i wondered how you got into them and so i now need to send you a message be like hey what's all the stuff you researched after you played this game Mm -hmm. um because i just i just want to do that um yeah that's self scrimshot and then finally uh system shock i uh picked up it was on sale uh and I picked it up and uh, I started playing that today and it's really scary. And I also had to stop playing it until Karen got home, but um, <laughs> she's also playing Baldur's Gate 3 and we do family sharing, so I can't play Steam games when she's home now because uh, she's playing too much Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, but System Shock, uh, the remake is really good so far. I'm a huge fan of System Shock 2. I played it during the pandemic, uh, during lockdown. One of my favorite games of all time now. Uh, and I'm happy to play this. It's intensely atmospheric and scary. Um, 
but I'm also really enjoying it because it, I like it's like with Alan Wake and the Dead Space games and Resident Evil. The like it just somehow, I play it for like 15 minute bursts and it just keeps pulling you in. Uh, it's kind of the same with Armored Core where I told myself, uh, after every every boss, after every time I died during a boss, I'd be like, okay, I'll just go to the next boss or after I beat a boss, I'll be like, I'll just go to the next boss. If I can't beat the next boss, then I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop there. And I did that for like 18 bosses in a row, uh, until I beat the game. So, you know, that's what I do with scary games. If I can just get around the next corner, I may not pee my pants. Uh, <laughs> I'm also, no we haven't talked about this. I'm so glad you got to the end of armored core. Like I'm genuinely <laughs> thrilled for you. <laughs> I, you know, I hate to say it, but I have almost started the new game plus several times and I've had to stop myself because I need to play other games for game of the year. That's but, but I really want to do it. As soon as we record game of the year, I'm just going to go start the new game plus. Um, (laughs) Cause it's really good. It's so Um, good. Who'd have thought from software makes good video games? I wouldn't have thought it. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> uh, never heard of these backwater uh, developers. Um, moving on. That's all the games I've been playing this week. Jake, Terry, it's your time to shine. Please tell us about Remedy. Yeah, I've been on a on a Remedy kick. I played, I can't remember, uh, knowing kind of on the horizon that Alan Wake 2 was probably going to be a goatee contender. I had never played original Alan Wake, so I know a couple a couple weeks ago, I think Kyle and I both around the same time we played through original flavor Alan Wake and I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." Cuz prior to that I had only played Control. Mm-hmm. Loved Control. Um mm-hmm. and knew of course that Alan Wake was kind of this like cult classic. Um but then yeah, played Alan Wake and I was like, "Okay, yeah. Let's I'm ready for Alan Wake 2." And then I feel like I I blew through Alan Wake 2 because I just really wanted to, from those like the first 15 or so minutes, I'm like, okay, yeah, this this Sam Lake knows how to spin a yarn and I am ready to go along for the ride. Um, Yeah, I thought it was great. Certainly a lot broader in scope than the first one, um, which makes sense. It's It's 13 years later both mm-hmm. in the chronology of the games and just in Remedy's own life. Um, the art direction, I think, like, crazy. And, I mean, I think it won the Game Award for art direction, and I believe justifiably so, because I think there is nobody able to dress a set like the folks at Remedy. Heck yeah. Those environments, the way they're lit the way they're decorated, like some of that graffiti stuff in in New York is like, I know that's all like bespoke. Somebody made all that graffiti, um, but it all just works together so well. I think the, this is like a super minute thing, but I think now that I've played Control and uh, Quantum Break and Alan Wake 2, that Northlight engine's real tasty. Like mm-hmm. whatever they they've got cooking over there, their their proprietary engine, I think, just looks great. The FMV stuff was all really cool and and like well utilized. I thought, um, yeah, I mean, just a lot of good stuff. And I you think know, I, 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 yes. Well, I was just gonna say the <clears throat> the first time they do the FMV in the game mm. blew my mind. Uh, 
of like how reactionary and like uh, like matched up it worked and i was mm-hmm. just like whoa because i i like i like didn't notice it at first and then it all like clicked into view and i was like mm-hmm. yeah absolutely blown away by it yeah because i think there's there's uh, maybe only three or four locations that are also one-to-one with places obviously that they filmed the live action stuff um and that's always real cool i think similar to control i think the uh the poets of the fall musical sequence was the highlight mm-hmm. um but um and i i rolled credits the day of the game awards or the day before the game awards and then i think it was the next day that they patched in new game plus the final draft um and i'm excited to dive into that next week because i know it has an alternate ending and i know it's got other different story beats throughout um so i'm i'm interested to see how that pans out and i think in what my other note for myself here in the most meta of all possible outcomes of playing alan wake 2 i'm like ooh, now i have an idea for a kind of interesting supernaturally novel um that i've begun outlining so oh, no. we'll see what comes of that and if sam lake will sue me after it's done <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i was gonna say uh the i started the new game plus and it is already different from the get-go mm. uh, which is pretty good which i actually skipped the initial cutscene, and then i when i was on the subreddit because i was like oh i want to see if there's a list of changes and there are people compiling it and the the like running list was like oh did anyone notice that the the intro is completely different and i was like damn it why did i skip it <laughs> um but uh yeah i'm excited for that and i wanted to mention and don't hate me for this but i didn't really like that sequence and control the ashtray maze the like, ashtray maze? like oh. it's cool there's cool music playing and you're shooting people in a weird maze but it wasn't like I guess maybe people hyped it up a lot, but I was just like, eh, that's kind of it, whatever. Fair. Um, and this I liked a heck of a lot more, and I couldn't figure out why. I was like, was it the music style? But no, they're very, they're kind of very similar and all this stuff. And I finally realized I think I like the Alan Wake one more, Alan Wake two one more, is because it's like part of the story mm-hmm. more than like the Ashtray Maze. I believe is it's also act- actively playing like it's part of it but the like, yeah, song it's... was when alan wake he's like in it all that sort of stuff i think it just like took it to another level where i was like in the music rather mm-hmm. than um being like surrounded by it mm-hmm. it's yeah it's interesting because they're both they're both diegetic but in alan wake 2 it's more um yeah, how would you necessarily describe it? It's like, yeah, it is. Uh, whereas like, in control, it's like you're being dragged along by the sequence, and in this mm-hmm. one, you're the one moving it forward. Yeah, I guess. And and like starting that sequence off, and like it like starts, and then it goes into like a lull where it's just like playing music, and you're like, what? And then you like mm-hmm. see the FMV characters like telling you to go yeah, like pointing you towards where you're like pointing to you where to go and everything it was just Very like cool. another mind blown i do but to potentially spoil just a bit of environmental storytelling there was that one part i taught i told kyle about this on when they were doing the performance at the game awards right after you get the flare gun 
and you go around a corner and in like big gaff tape on the studio floor it says wait for the solo (laughs) (laughs) oh okay and then you're like oh okay now 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 i can use my flare gun at the best possible moment but love that incredible game uh so uh without only to finish how is quantum break or was fine um it's i think certainly we talk about games that are solid sevens i think it's a solid seven Mm -hmm. um it has the same kind of uh uh richly interwoven narrative that the remedy games are known for um but gameplay wise it's definitely not quite as uh i don't know i don't think if if i'm gonna uh complain about anything with these remedy games i don't think the combat is ever really that good Mm -hmm. um and in quantum break they're doing like there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with kind of like the time manipulating powers but the shooting's pretty wonky um and some of the boss encounters are more frustrating than i think like like designed in such a way that you're not really sure how to beat the boss until a couple of times through and then you're like oh okay and not in a way of like going back to FromSoft not in a way of like a FromSoft boss where you just you need to kind of learn the move set of the boss it's more that you're just like I don't know what to do here I'm mm-hmm. dying mm-hmm. and I don't know why um that's annoying but the the I know the the thing about Quantum Break when it came out is that it had a whole TV show shoved in the middle of it, like a four episode TV show of like 22, 22 minute episodes of, you know, live action stuff. And that was, uh, interesting. I think had I skipped them, there would have been a couple of story beats that would have been confusing. I think you could probably just skip them and it would be fine, especially Mm -hmm. since the download of those files is bigger than the game itself. <laughs> um, the game's like 50 some gigabytes on Xbox and the, the TV episodes are like 77 gigs. Um, shit. But um, they looked very cheap, like especially going from the Alan Wake two live action stuff to this, it's definitely was shot on a much lower budget with most of the secondary cast like lance reddick is in it and what's his face from game of thrones is in it um but very few of the other main characters show up um and it's just kind of weird like i feel like i want to go back and play it through and do like the i know they shot like all of it twice to do like the different timeline outcomes or whatever but um yeah it's fine it's a remedy game that has a lot of uh uh oblique references to other stuff in the interconnected remedy universe um mm-hmm. like there's a that you can find uh, a sudden stop the alan wake book that he's just written at the beginning of alan alan wake one there's a tv that's playing an episode of night springs and stuff like that where you're like oh okay i did wonder if they would have teased control at all in it but if they did i i didn't find it it was more just it's mostly references to alan wake mm. um, yeah hmm. surprising um well great i'm glad you're having a little fun dive into the uh remedy verse there and now um, i have to play 
I know. I I keep I keep thinking of playing Max Payne, and then I know they're doing those remakes, and like I feel like they're like I can trust those promises of those remakes. So it's like, oh, maybe I'll just wait for, wait for those, but we'll see. Um, I think Alex Quantum Casey Break is on just... Game Pass. I don't think I would have paid for it. I'm suddenly remembering. Yeah, <clears throat> and you mm. watched? Did you watch all the TV episodes? With the exception of the first one, because I got to the first one, and I don't know if it's a matter of that it's a couple years old now, but it's like, oh, we can't connect to the streaming service. Do you want to download the episodes? And I said, sure. And then once I downloaded them, it was like, ah, we still can't play it. And so I was like, okay, I'll back out to the main menu, and then I'll go back in. But by backing out to the main menu and then continuing, it dropped me after what the end of the first episode would have been. So I watched all the other ones. So you have no basis to judge the game since you didn't see the beginning. Well, it would it did mean that there was one specific character who I was like, who is this? Because they were introduced in that first episode. I would love a video game or TV show where the characters on the TV show never saw the first episode. So just like, mm. who is this guy? What, what, what are we doing again? What's happening? Sam Witt's Witwicky. Oh, no, no. <laughs> um... Anyways, uh, those are the games we've been playing, folks. Um, those were fun things to talk about. I really enjoyed that time. And we'll never get that time back. It's wasted. <laughs> it has gone back to the Great Turtle. Meaning, it's time for the news, folks. Um, did you all hear the bells ring this morning? They were ringing from the mountaintop. Because our Lord and Savior, Hideo Kojima, is working with A24 to make a Death Stranding film. And I, I need to call my doctor because my erection has still not gone away. Um, <laughs> boys. Hey, I put this in the Discord at like 5.30 this morning and nobody ever responded to it. I'm like, is nobody, nobody reading this channel? Like, how has nobody talked about the oh. fact that A24 leaked accidentally that they were doing a Death Stranding movie with Hideo Kojima? <laughs> I want to point out nobody still has responded. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. As far as I, I know, up. none of you knew what I had known. Well, I woke up and I saw this, and I was extremely happy about it. And then I took a shower, and then fuck you, because I never checked Discord for the rest of the day. <laughs> uh, but here's my acknowledgement. Jake, you know what? I'm going to put a thumbs up on both these. Let's oh, thank oh, you so much. <laughs> like, just for you, man. I need that Actually, dopamine you know hit. I'm going to put a salute on these. Oh, hit, yes. Hit that real That's good. the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, you get that dopamine rush, my man. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I saw it was leaked. Um, what, what do you guys Through think about this? Through their merch store. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? Um, it's certainly when A24 announced that they wanted to move into more quote unquote commercial filmmaking, this was not what I expected. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think maybe it was in, you know, one of Kojima's many, uh, tweet blasts, um, that he said something along the lines of that. It's not going to be a one-to-one retread of the game. It's going to be like a self-contained thing. I could be misremembering this. I should look it up. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, if someone's going to make it, I guess make it be an art house studio. <laughs> but um, 
yeah, I don't I don't really know what to do with this information apart from be like, well, it's bound to happen at some point. I was just like, do you th- well, first of all, do you think Norman Reedus is in it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't do you think I don't know any of the gonna, actors are in I want to know I want to know uh who's going to presumably somebody's going to co-write it with Kojima and presumably he's not going to direct it. I would imagine they're going to get some, like an actual film director, much as we know Hideo Kojima would desperately love to be a feature film director. I'm sure they're going to get somebody else. And I want to know who that person is. And then I want to know the cast and I want to know who's writing it. Um, Because right now it's just like, uh, okay, this is news, but I need more details. (laughs) I just, they should just run all the cutscenes through an AI that makes the people look like real people. And then just make that like a video file. Yikes. And that'll be who it. Would, who would you want to direct it? Who would I, I want, to, I would direct want to direct it? Um, I mean, mm. that's, a, that's a tough question. I have two oh, very okay. different answers. Okay, give me your answer. Well, I guess three different answers i want i think uh it would be very interesting for uh james cameron to direct this okay. movie mm-hmm. or denis villeneuve i think as more of like the arty he would have you know the grasp of the oddness of the material and be able to distill it down to an easily digestible feature film or alex garland though i his recent track record is somewhat spotty. Um, mm. But um, those would be my three picks. You know, I was, my first thought was Stanley Kubrick. Um, he's dead. But he's yeah. Dead. <laughs> uh, <which laughs> Famously. Uh, my second thought was the guy who did um, Stalker, but he's probably dead too. Andre Tarkovsky. Yeah. Also dead. Oh. Okay, so he can't do it. Um, so, I mean, I'm just left with Steven Spielberg. No, I would not never do that. God. Um, I, you know, I was kind of thinking Werner Herzog, uh, would be pretty great. He's not dead. He's alive and willing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) at least he told me. And then the only other person who's the, um, the Vivich and, uh, Robert, uh, Robert Eggers, Robert Eggers, uh, the lighthouse, Mm. right? Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. that the upcoming Nosferatu film. Yeah, and I haven't seen that either because it's upcoming. Um, the Northman. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen that either. Um, although that that has the hot guy in it, so I should see that. Um, but one of uh, the guards. Yeah, I love the scars. All the scars guards except for Bill. He knows what he did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think he would be pretty good because uh, Robert Eggers. I agree. So. You know, yeah. I pulled that one out. I said, I don't know many recent directors, but I'll pull out the artsy one. And I got a hell yeah from, from Jake. At least I heard it in my head. Carl, who do you want to direct the Death Stranding movie? See, I'd say Kojima. I'm, I'm, I'm not against the idea. Like, I'm not they against won't the allow idea it. either. Um, yeah, it's just realistically, like would he do a good job? Somebody, yeah, more. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah worked in the Greta Gerwig yeah you know it'd be interesting who's um, uh who's the green knight guy 
Uh oh. Um. Ooh, uh. Lowry. David Lowry. You know, I was thinking like he did a lot with, um, like, uh, what's the word? Like psychedelic. Not psychedelic, but you know, like. Uh, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, shot of a person's face, and the next shot is a wall. I don't know, like mm -hmm. that sort of artsy. So like, um, or, or yeah, I don't know. Or yeah, I think he could do a good job with it. Listen, I'm not a critiquer. I'm an enjoyer. So mm -hmm. shut up. Fair. Uh, <laughs> um, David's asking about. Uh, we don't think Kojima. I just don't. Jake brought up like. It's A24 to say who, who they're going to put in front of Yeah. Me. Well, like, it's not... I mean, that, it would be subject to contract negotiations between um, presumably Kojima Productions and A24, but I feel like they are probably... Whoever produces it, I feel, is going to want somebody at the helm who is familiar with the day-to-day -day ins and outs of yeah. live-action filmmaking. Yeah which mm -hmm. is different than the dig digital production of a video game, even if the, yeah. the visual language of those, uh, like the cutscenes in Death Stranding, share a visual language with traditional feature filmmaking, but are produced very differently. That would and be I, my guess. I could see them wanting someone who speaks, I presume it's going to be an English film, and someone who speaks yes. oh. English proficiently. Mm. Not that he couldn't learn to speak English, but also I don't think you see many films directed by someone who doesn't speak the language it's being directed in. Yeah. Although I would say he has us on that because all the games he's made in English are directed well in English. Mm -hmm. uh, and that presumably was signed off on him or they had a separate English director, which I guess could have been a possibility. Or just um, somebody translating. Or somebody translating. So if, yeah, if that works for him, too. then I'm 100% on board. I, and I think I should be clear, David. Yeah. I think we all want Kojima to direct it. I think we're just saying with whether that or not he gets to. Yeah. Um, but, but I can see him. Uh, I can see him directing it. Um, I can see him writing it for sure. Or at least being co-writer. I think he's going to definitely, if not writer, definitely co-writer with somebody. Yeah. But as Jake said, yeah. being on set uh, and knowing on set filmmaking practices and being able He will to be, at the react. very least, he's going to be executive producer and co-writer. Yeah. At the very yeah. least. Yeah. 100%. Okay, moving on here uh, to the Game Awards uh, recap. As many of you noticed, uh, we did not produce an episode of Local Chat next week. Um, we were threatened week. legally uh, by Jeff Keighley. Uh, he said we couldn't do it, um, so we had to stream the Game Awards instead. Uh, and I would like to apologize for that, because I heard the stream went down about 15 times. Um, and Jake... Kyle's computer did not want us to stream the Game Awards. <laughs> And also, Jake and Kyle missed the two biggest announcements, <laughs> which were in the pre-show. And oh, not no. saying you missed them on purpose, because you guys shouldn't have streamed the pre-show. But I just like that they announced the Pony Island 2 and the Rise of the no. Golden Idol. We in... were, Kyle and I were, thought we thought we were streaming, but he had not actually hit the button to start streaming. Oh. So we watched <laughs> And it was like after those had happened that we were like, oh, we're not live. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. That makes way more sense because I posted those in the Discord and then you guys went live and I said, oh, shoot, did I like panic them into thinking yeah, no, the show started? Yeah, no, I saw Pony Island 2 Panda Circus. Thank God. I will do anything for Daniel Mullins. <laughs> you hear that, Daniel oh, Mullins? God. Anything. <laughs> Call anything. Anything. No more lonely nights. Um... So yes, those were in the pre-show. I was very excited about those. Um, and then Matthew McConaughey was on stage at one point showing off a game in which he did not show himself in the trailer. Yeah, a trailer for... He's like, I'm in this game. Here's a trailer. And then he's not in the trailer. Who's he going to be? He's doing the, uh, he's doing the uh, textures in that game. It's just every texture is him. <laughs> a picture of him stretched <laughs> to look like something else. That'd be crazy if you had to make an entire game, but you had to, all textures had to start with an image of someone. Like, here's an image of Jake's face. An interesting, interesting idea for a game jam. <laughs> yeah. That no. is a great idea. Oh, God. That's a really good idea. Uh, one texture. Um, Capcom announced the Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Wilds. So it looks mm -hmm. like the next war, Monster Hunter World type game. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just reading through these quick lists here. Uh, Deathloop, uh, Arcane Leon, Deathloop and Dishonored developer, and Prey, thank you very much, mm -hmm. NPR, uh, is working on a Blade game, Marvel's Blade. Uh, there's a new game from Sean Murray, in Infamous Liar, called Light No Fire. Very excited about that. <laughs> uh, I, he's, he must have had, he must have had some amount of media coaching in the, in the, <laughs> 10 years <laughs> since that No Man's Sky announcement. Yeah. But it really did have that feeling of like, Sean, Sean, yeah. just, leave it, just leave it as minimal as possible. Stop talking. <laughs> oh, yeah, this man. game's gonna suck you off. No, no Sean, Sean, no. Um, yeah, so uh, Light No Fire, Final Fantasy, oh no, I don't care about this. Uh, those two words don't mean anything to me. Um... What else is here? Uh, yes. Oh, look at that. NPR, you redeemed yourself. That's not to mention the newly announced indies, including Ponin, Pony, Ponin, Ponin Island 2, Panda Circus, and uh, Inscription. Oh, no. Inscri uh, That's the game. Yeah. Golden Idol. <laughs> and Rise of the Golden Idol. Um, um, oh, I do want to. You. You go. <laughs> you go. Untitled Goose Game, people are making a new game called Big Walk. Oh, yeah, Big Walk. Mm. Except I just didn't that. know. Uh, my only thing, I don't know how much, if any of the, I don't know why you would rewatch me and Kyle watching the Game Awards, but when they did the, the tease for Blade and like walking through the whole thing, it says, okay, Arcane, Arcane Leon. And I'm like, okay, they're okay. What's Arcane working on? And then the start <laughs> of the, like, the cinematic trailer. There's like I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of like crucifixes. I'm seeing a lot of Christian iconography. They're they're gonna they're like, hey, you know, sundown curfew. And I'm like, there is no possible way this is Redfall DLC. There's no <laughs> way they're announcing Redfall <laughs> DLC from the main stage at the Game Awards. Um, and then it got to Blade, and I was like, oh, it's Blade. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely gonna play this. They just made Redfall redo. <laughs> like, well, and like the, that first shot of Blade is like a profile when he's like getting shaved and he's like, I don't bite. I'm like, he's a, this, somebody's a vampire. Is this Redfall DLC? It can't be. But I, it wasn't. 
I can't believe two Arcane Studios have been working on vampire vampire games. action games. Yeah. One of them came out and was terrible already. Like, like that must suck. Like that's pitting your two teams against each other, two studios against each other. Um, yeah, that's I. I was I missed the whole credits roll because I was working during it, so I missed the beginning. I just saw the opening on the crucifix, so I was like super confused, and I was like, "Is this like Deathloop DLC or something?" Like, because I didn't even know it was Arcane, and then I saw Blade, and I was like, "Oh, um, like I will mm. play Blade Dishonored, yes, yeah. please, hell yeah, yeah." Um, It'll be third person though. They specified. Yes, yes. I saw some. Uh, they released some concept art today that looked pretty good. Uh, David also said uh, Final Fantasy Rebirth music and trailer. I need to. I started Final Fantasy Seven, um, and I made it. I made it outside, and I got. I can't remember all my characters' names. I forget what I named the Tiger Boy. I think it was like Chocolate or something. Can't remember what I called okay. him. Okay. What if you uh, named all of them? Everybody's named Barrett. Barrett, no, Barrett is um is Randy Newman. Then there's refrigerator, there's kitchen, um garbage, and then I I really can't remember what I named. I think I named him Lunchbox, to be honest with you. Uh but I genuinely can't remember. Um Was this after cowering from Alan Wake that you did this? <laughs> no, this was a while ago. I started Final Fantasy Seven and it's good. I just mm. <clears throat> I think I put it down for Starfield or Baldur's Gate 3 Baldur's Gate 3 okay because then I put down Baldur's Gate 3 for Starfield and then I had two weeks of pain where I couldn't tell anyone how bad it was (laughs) and uh, I apologize everyone (laughs) I'm so sorry (laughs) it's my fault it got out um I yeah I understand well there's no immersion breaking David because that's their names if the game didn't ask me for their names why did it want them like, you know, I don't understand it. Like, Geralt is Geralt. He doesn't have a different name because it didn't ask me to give him another name. Link is not Link. Link is either Will or Butt or Idiot or Ugh. Fuckface. Or Z- I, in the latest uh, playthrough of Ocarina of Time, I named Link Zelda, and it's hilarious uh, because everyone's <laughs> looking for Zelda, and he's right there. So weird. Um... No, but I will stand on that that Apple box for the rest of my life. That soap box. Don't ask me to name the characters if you don't want me to do it. Is it a full apple? Is it a half apple? Is it a pancake? Uh, It's not a pancake. It's a full Mm. apple. Damn it. Mm. Two apples, actually. I'm Tom Cruise. Uh... (laughs) Moving on here, you boys, you boys hear about this day's the day before disastrous launch. You hear about that? I've been, I mean, I've been hearing about it for several months prior, with a lot of people being like, "This feels like a scam," and now, yeah, it apparently has been revealed definitively as such. Yes, developer Fantastic uh, has been uh, no A in that, uh, except for the second one. No first A in that. Um, they have been uh, teasing their uh, survival MMO the day before for a very long time. It looked like a mix Are of... Are you supposed to pronounce it F-fantastic? No, I think it's pronounced fantastic. That um... would be too clever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not F-fantastic. It can't be. If, if it is, they should have closed. Thank God. <laughs> it was a terrible day. 
Um, so anyways, they promised all this stuff. Uh, there was some uh, problems, I believe, in the beginning of the year. And I'm not reading an article, uh, so I could be completely wrong. But at the beginning of the year where they, like, released a trailer and there was supposed to be a beta release and then the beta release didn't come out and there was all hubbub with that. Because that's where I first heard about the game. Uh, and then yeah. when the game released, it was uh, on the 7th. It was awful and terrible. Uh, and then, like, five days later, the developer announced that they were closing the studio. And then it was discovered by some random guy on Twitter that the president had uh, deleted, his, or the CEO had deleted his Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, now, I think the last headline I saw was... Uh, uh, developer fantastic trying to reassure people that they really did close which I think is a fantastic <laughs> headline because um, well, I thought some stories say that they had like rebranded to the previous name of the company then yeah. people were being like yeah. trying to trick us um, but I think it was rather unprecedented also in the way that the No Man's Sky launch was where I think uh, Valve was like yeah we'll just give everybody a refund if you want it like, yeah. regardless of how much time you play. Yeah. Um, so here's my question, because I don't know much about this, but I assume the people who worked on the game were not in on the scam of the game. I have no idea. Because certainly I can imagine a situation in which devs are working on a game trying to get it to you know whatever point the design documents say it should be at, and the marketing people are just off spinning their own yarns um but um yeah i'm sure it was not you know the environment artists probably weren't you know twirling their mustaches with glee yeah, yeah. being like oh yes we're misleading it's, the public um, it's also the thing where they get sorry to cut you but it's also no, the no, thing no. where the game was I think it like, wasn't it initially like br- like marketed as a zombie co-op like online thing, but it released so. as like a it it released as like an extraction shooter, very different from what it was advertised as. Oh, it may be wrong, but I think that's what also happened. You can tell Ian's the one who reads the articles. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, but uh, it's it's kind of wild just, like, as someone who was outside of it, I just kept hearing about the day before and all the promises, and then for it to come out and bomb, and then them closed down, failed financially, and then all this other stuff uh, is absolutely honk and wild. Um, well, because it's like, I want to know, like, in situations like this, like, who's forcing their hand to launch because mm. i know like mm. in the situation of like cyberpunk had some uh they like had to launch in that window because of some like eu regulations i thought based on the like when the collector's edition had sold or what it had promised whatever there was some sort of i remember there being something where they had to release the game or be like sued by the european union um mm. and i think there was a something similar with uh, the the Doom Eternal Collector's Edition as well that had all that mm. hubbub around the soundtrack um, where they oh, like right. rushed the soundtrack out the door because they had to for legal reasons. Um, but like with this, I don't know 
like were they self-publishing it like what if you know like certainly somebody was point, pointing at this internally and going we cannot launch this or i would hope somebody would be like it's not ready and then who's the person that actually hits the big red button that launches the game on steam and then cascades all these dominoes that lead to the entire studio shuttering like i just can't i can't Mm. picture that in my brain also shockingly it's not self-published and i I think there was like uh, i forget the hold on i can actually play Uh, it was mytona metona however you pronounce that um and the I don't know what this means, but they like did a tweet and the last thing, like the last statement in the tweet was, we're in contact with Fantastic regarding the future of the game. What? Wait, I do remember seeing, I do what remember is that? seeing What this future? Post. Yeah. You know, the day before too, the day after. Stripping it for parts. <laughs> or the well, day. <laughs> no. Um, Carl, you are right. Sorry, I was reading this quickly. Um, this said, uh, players were also surprised to discover that this wasn't quite the zombie-infested survival MMO they were expecting. Um, instead, it bore a number of characteristics of an extraction shooter similar to Escape from Tarkov, except not very good. Um, yeah, so that's wild. <clears throat> that's that's absolutely crazy. Um, anyways, go buy the day before. It's on Steam. Uh, and then refund <laughs> it. Uh, check it out for yourself. Uh, it'll be great. Uh, moving on here through the news, uh, we don't care. We don't care about the Twitch policy changes. Um, it's kind of it wild. They allow they allow full nudity now if it's animated. Um, I was watching some streamers just draw nude people. Uh, there's a lot of erect furries, um, but you know, <laughs> I'm glad I get to see it now. I'm happy about that. Call me. Don't have to go on the dark web anymore. Call <laughs> me when I go play Rihanna Rouge. Um, although Ooh, I, I was Rihanna thinking, stream. I think we can stream Rihanna Rouge and that Blue Heat game and oh, whatever yeah, else, because I think one. I know already incidental nudity is allowed, like cyberpunk nudity or um, immortality. Like you can play that on Steam and not or on on Twitch and not worry about that because as long as you don't linger on it and it's not like uh, stuff like that. Yeah, um, you can't wait. show yeah. pornography. Obviously, you can't have nude people penetrating each other and doing sex things. But you can do expressive mm-hmm. art and stuff like that. So I think if we had the right tags, I think we could play Rihanna Rouge um, because there's definitely no penetration in that. Um, and I think we could play the other stuff where it just did you get to the end people in it or did we just know that <laughs> uh, no I didn't get to the end but we can get to the end together um, I think it's all softcore so oh. I think we're good <laughs> I think we're good anyways um, that kind of opens the gates for us to play um, we should have some not safe for work art streams or we should do drawful or uh, or TKO but we can only draw not safe for work things <laughs> um that's that's a stream idea right there i would love that Mm. um getting hot already uh and finally uh well last two stories here e3 is dead and buried and shot and six feet under in the rivers with the fishes in the mariana trench uh with james cameron uh e3 posted this was from reed pop in the esa after more than two decades of deck <clears throat> Sorry, let me take this with the serious and gravitas it deserves. 
After more than two decades of E3, each one bigger than the last, the time has come to say goodbye. Thanks for the memories. Um, yeah, they're over. They're done with. E3, folks, favorite E3 memories. Mine is how great I am. Uh, no, mine is like taking time off of work to spend like three days watching all of uh, E3 and like all the coverage and everything. Uh, what about you guys? I, I live on the Suez Canal, dude. I don't know what, a th what an E3 <laughs> is. Is that a movie? <laughs> You're in the heart of the Suez. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have a specific... Because I, I always wanted to go to it, but obviously didn't and now won't. Um, but mm. I thought it was funny, like it, no clip produced that documentary about E3 2019. And then I remember the joke mm. in 2020, everybody's like, oh, it was this like we inadvertently made the documentary about the last E3. And it kind of was. Yeah, because um, mm. I know they brought it back 2022 or did they have one in 2021? What year was that E3? Because I know that it's been pretty minimal since then with like not all the like not all the big studios show because now that Nintendo does their own Nintendo Directs and Xbox and Sony have their own things going on. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like just been on life support since 2020. And yeah, I guess they finally mm -hmm. just decided to pull the plug. Yeah, well, when you when you do revert to like streaming, it's just way more convenient, uh, mm -hmm. and you kind of shoot yourself in the foot there, but you kind of have to. Yeah, that's... you get you don't get those organic moments like Keanu Reeves coming out and saying you're breathtaking, but yeah. um, that's really the only thing we're losing <laughs> is those mm. fun. But if 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 we learned anything from the Game Awards, not to circle back to the Game Awards, <laughs> it's that uh, sometimes celebrities should not be allowed off script. <laughs> Um, yeah. Just please stick to the teleprompter. <laughs> it was so funny. Kyle and I talked about this too. That like Anthony Mackie and Simu Liu and and even Christopher Judge to an extent were just like going off script, and it seemed like they were trying to have their Keanu moment. Yes. And then it was so funny that at the very end, Timothy Chalamet comes out and he's like pro in the zone. He walks out, hits his mark, reads the prompter, gives away the award. And you're like, thank you. You knew the assignment, and you did your job, and you did it well. Um, uh, I said this to people at work, or and then I said it to oh David and I when we were doing Psychonauts, we were talking about Game Awards. But it felt like every single person that wasn't Jeff Keighley on camera was trying to go viral, and it was mm -hmm, like yes. infuriating because there was the guy who like told Jeff Keighley he looked delicious in his suit. And like stuff, and you could clearly see Jeff Keighley like asking him to like move on. And then, like, even down to Flute Guy from last year, looked like he was a little too into it and on purpose. And I was like, dude, no, the magic. And then, who you, the people you brought up for sure. And honestly, at the end, I was like, oh man, uh, Timothy Chalamet really didn't do anything. It's like, yeah, because he wasn't fucking paid to. Like, he just came out and read the thing for some weird reason and then went away back to his Willy Wonka house that he lives in now. And <laughs> he had a job to, I think him and McConaughey both, they came out and they did the thing they were there to do and they left. Because <laughs> yeah. they're both 
consummate professionals. <laughs> they know what to do in these live award type situations. Yeah. And then even <laughs> Jordan Peele. Even, but his his was funny because he was like legit gushing in front of Ke- uh, Keanu Kojima. And uh, I thought that was genuinely pretty funny. Um, finally, breaking news, folks. If you haven't heard this, cover your ears because you don't want to know it. Naughty Dog has canceled The Last of Us Online. They took it out back to the Marianners Trench with E3, and they said, James Cameron, you take her down there, and you make her die. You make love to her down there. Um, They released a statement a couple hours ago. Uh, We realize many of you have been anticipating news around the project that we've been calling The Last of Us Online. There's no easy way to say this. We've made the incredibly difficult decision to stop development on that game. Uh, They then go on to explain... This was the worst part about this announcement is they said the multiplayer team has been in pre-production with this game since we are working on the last of us part two crafting experience. We felt was unique and had tremendous potential as the multiplayer team iterated on the concept of the last of us online during this time, their vision crystallized the gameplay got more refined and satisfying. And we were enthusiastic about the direction in which we were headed. And I hate that paragraph because you shouldn't have written that paragraph because that makes me angrier that you decided not to make this game. And I understand yeah. the the crux of this entire thing is their statement saying, uh, um, where is it? Where is it? So we had two paths in front of us become solely a live service game studio or continue to focus on single player narrative games that define Naughty Dog's heritage. And I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. I think they picked the easy road and stayed with single player narrative games which i don't think is a bad decision but i think a live service game from naughty dog would have been crazy cool jake terrio in the front yes you have a question uh i have a theory about this and part of it is that i think we i think sony is justifiably seeing the writing on the wall that the live service bubble is about to pop especially given that they spent all that money on bungie whatever it was two years ago um with and I remember the press at the time was about like, oh, we we want Bungie's live service talents to kind of inform everything else that we're doing at Sony. And I have to think that with all this stuff that's happened with Bungie, the continually declining sales of Destiny and its expansions, that Sony's not at all interested in taking that risk of even asking mm. Naughty Dog to become a fully live service studio mm. when they know that them making continuing to make single player games is the um like you said the easier decision the safer decision financially probably in the long run um but I do have to wonder if them having an inside look at what's happening at Bungie is telling them yeah live service is is on its way out and we don't want to you know lose on that bet yeah that that's a good point like like i mean i myself saying that do i think it's the right choice to choose the last of us online make a live service game in 2023 no but it, it is the riskier choice and i think it's a choice that would move that studio that would help that studio branch out in a good way sure. yeah um 
but I completely agree with you. I think they did notice that trend and are skipping out on that, but it just sucks to see, um, especially when they're hyping it this much. Cause you can tell they were excited about it that they mm -hmm. don't get to focus on it. Um, but yeah, I, your, your argument isn't something I really thought about, but that, cause I was blinded by new thing from naughty dog, but that does make a lot of sense because uh, especially yeah. with recent Bungie stuff, I think, um, I think, yeah, the writing's definitely on the wall there. Um, with that said, what do you think? Um, they did say here they've had, a, we've had more than one ambitious brand new single player game that we're working on here at Naughty Dog, and we cannot wait to share more about what comes next when we're ready. What do you think Naughty Dog's working on? What do you think's their next like genre setting? Area. It's got to be a new IP, right? It's not going to be Last of Us 3 or some Uncharted spinoff. It says brand Don't new single-player game. More than uh, one yeah, brand yeah. new single-player game. So I would assume brand new means not tied to an IP. Mm. But it could I, just I mean a brand know. new single-player game. Um, you know, I was thinking my my... And I don't want them to do this, but I was thinking Western because that's usually a pivot for a studio. But I think they'd be way too close to Red Dead with their mm -hmm. style of gameplay. So I don't think they would do that. But like what is the, I'm trying to think what what could they do that isn't uncharted and isn't last of us and it's just I can't think of it because they haven't announced it yet. But I was just yeah. like what's what's not those in a war World War 1 or 2? Yeah space i guess they could do space yeah they could they haven't really space, done sci-fi yeah. i mean it'll probably be a third person thing it probably won't be heavy on climbing and it won't be post-apocalyptic i think those are two things they would leave behind so yeah i think like space part of me is like arctic research station that'd be cool naughty dogs hmm. the thing that'd the be thing. Cool. <laughs> john carpenter's no, naughty dogs the thing <laughs> the thing I forgot John Carpenter's making a video game too. He's doing that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, game. I'm excited for that. John Carpenter, you keep being you, bud. I have you on the show. You keep being yeah. you though. I'd lose my mind. Can you imagine? I don't. I don't. I mean, Ian would probably want to be on that show. So sorry, Jake. <laughs> We'd all want to be on that <laughs> show. I mean, I get to be on the show. But uh, maybe, you know, I would make that a private. That would just be me and John Carpenter. Maybe Obama, if he answered Pretend to stream it. <laughs> don't stream it. Pretend to stream it. <laughs> uh, you do a Chasing idea. Kojima episode. You just kick off Zach and bring in John Carpenter. <gasps> John Carpenter's Chasing Kojima? Oh, he would <laughs> be the best show uh, ever. John Carpenter's Death Stranding? That'd be a really confusing podcast where you name it like it's local chat but every time you have a guest it's like Hideo Kojima's local chat John Carpenter's local with, chat with, but you make yeah. a new uh, podcast feed for each episode because <laughs> <laughs> it's a distinct title that's just a nightmare are there scavenger hunt podcasts there have to be that probably it'd be like yeah. here's episode find the next episode it's somewhere on iTunes like here's your clues that'd be wild and you like hide it in other people's podcasts. It's a good this idea. This sounds like a great PR campaign for the next Daniel Mullins game. <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> you know, realistically, I bet we could get Daniel Mullins on the show. 
I have interviewed him before. You know, I can reach ask, out. I, I mean, his next PR cycle. Uh, it's, yes. it's starting up. I'm going to do it. We can, I mean, he should start with us because we're at the bottom. And he could work his way up to Good Morning America. Um, and we could be part of that ladder he climbs. Wouldn't it be beautiful? From local chat to Diana. What's her name? Who's the Good Morning America lady? Come on, everybody. I don't watch. I don't watch it. The either. mainstream news. <laughs> I used to watch it as a kid. Sam Champion was the weatherman. I met him and Al Gore at the same time. That was a weird party. Um, I think that's going to be it. Oh, we got wishlist spotlight. Sorry. It's 1020. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, everybody. We've been here for far too long. Folks, uh, wishlist spotlight is a thing we do here at Local Chat where we spotlight wishlisted games on Steam, usually from indie developers, games that aren't out yet or are in early access. This week's wishlist spotlight is called Mouse. Folks. 2024 is the year that Mickey Mouse goes in the public domain. And what that means for you and me is a lot of good things. Uh, mm -hmm. We're going to be seeing nude Mickey Mouse, horror Mickey Mouse, um, delicious, delicious things that we can satiate our appetites with. But what also we are not going to see is this game because it's slated for 2025. It's called Mouse and it looks awesome. Think about Steamboat Willie and Doom had a delicious, gross, little gremlin baby. And you were just shooting people on the Steamboat Willie boat, and their heads were blowing up and exploding, and it kind of looked like first-person Cuphead. That is what this game is. Um, I'm going to read the little description here. Join Private Detective in Mouse, a gritty, jazz-fueled shooter with guns blazing and retro rubber hose animation style. Battle your way through the corrupt city full of crooks and danger. Inspired by the classic FPS and noir films, Mouse is an explosive shooter you've been waiting for. I'm just going to say, go look it up on Steam, watch the videos, wishlist it. It looks crazy awesome and wild, and I want to play it because I just can think about Walt Disney rolling in his grave, and it pleases me. <laughs> it pleases me. The trees dying. Um, I'm just, I'm very excited by this. So that's the wishlist spotlight for this month of December. Happy Santa. Happy Christmas. Uh, happy, uh, whatever. Naughty Dogs. Canceled game. <sighs> Guys, we made it to the end. Woo! Carl, Carl, how was your second first local chat? My second first local chat was uh, was amazing. I was expecting a cake, but like this is this is fine too. I mean, I baked your cake, but I ate it. Um, ah, it's fair. Yeah. It's fair. Yeah. Um, I, it was wonderful to have you. I'm not going to hit the outro yet because I'll run out of time. Wonderful to have you on the show. I'm glad you're back here. I see you have put more posters up of alcohol since the last time. Uh, you had a shots poster the last time you were on this. And I think you were too yeah. young to drink at that time. Um, I very much was, yes. Yeah, you were eight, I believe. <laughs> yeah, and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um no it's great to have you i'm happy you were on the show Thanks. um i've missed you uh you're a wonderful person and uh you're never coming back so enjoy it while it lasts and damn it <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> you ruined it you ruined it for forever don't um, send no, me back to zach please you're being added to the rotating cast um uh 
with such elites as uh, Jake Terrio, if you've ever met him, he's pretty great. And Never heard uh, of him. Jason's on there too. <laughs> Zach's on there, although he always tells me he's busy. Um, he's had four grandparents die, uh, which is crazy. Every every episode, he just says another grandparent. Uh, that's a joke, everybody. I wish good yeah. health to his grandparents. <laughs> It's going to come out to beg to bite me, isn't it? Oh, God. Uh, the feud will never end. Okay, I'm going to hit the outro button here. <laughs> Folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Carl and Jake. Jake filling in last minute. Ian had to bail. He's too busy playing Alan Wake 2. Um, and 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 just being curmudgeonly. He's, got, he's only got... We've been streaming for, what, an hour and 30 minutes? He only has an hour and 30 minutes left in Alan Wake 2 until he puts it down for another video game. Um, Waffles here, uh, getting the pets from Dad. Uh, folks, we'll be back this weekend, Saturday, I think, Saturday at 4. i got to confirm with David, but we'll be playing some more Psychonauts. Uh, that game's really fun. We got to the end of the Milkman level and then realized I needed something still. So I have to go back and get that, um, which will be super fun. Um, tune in that. Find Carl's stuff over at Save Data. You can find our stuff at pixelfilms.com. Folks, I love you, each and every one of you. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>